This is Break the Matrix, a movement of self-liberation. You're here because you're waking up. You're remembering who you are. I believe that if enough of us unplug from the matrix, from the systems, beliefs, and ideas that keep us disconnected from our power, we become free. Together, we break the matrix. Welcome back to Break the Matrix. I'm your host, Tiffany Paul. I am so excited for today's guest. It is literally with my dream guest. It's Elizabeth April. She is a cosmic channeler. She is an intuitive. She is a spiritual thought leader. She is the host of the Expand podcast and author of the book, You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up. And this book, all of her content combined has really energetically held me during my spiritual awakening when I literally felt as though I was dying. You can follow her on Instagram at elizabeth.april for just tons and tons of free content. If you are drawn to the galactic and cosmic wisdom like myself, you can also pay, I think it's like 11 11 each month, like $11.11 to join her Galactic Federation of Light Summit, where she connects to different beings and councils and asks different questions around what's going on with planet Earth and the vibration or different current events at the time. And it's super, super fun. I love just how she expands my mind into what's possible. She presents all of her materials with this beautiful energy of just take it or leave it. So I trust that since you hit play on this episode, you are open to some cosmic disclosure, some potential alternate realities, extraterrestrials, cosmic wisdom, and you are perhaps going through a spiritual awakening. So welcome and just absorb today's episode with an open mind. And if you are loving this type of content, make sure you hit subscribe. I have more channeled content coming your way. My own intuitive actually channeled the Galactic Federation of Light for me personally. And we are going to be sharing the transmission with all of you next week. And I have a few other guests that are going to be joining us that I'm super excited about. So if this is resonating, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you love today's episode, please write a review. I'm actually going to be gifting each and every one of you that writes a review in the next 30 days a copy of Elizabeth's book, You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up. So if you want a copy of the book, just simply leave your Instagram handle in the review and I will reach out to you on Instagram to grab your mailing address and send you a copy of the book. If you are going through a spiritual awakening, this is a must read or if you know someone who's going through a spiritual awakening, I can send it their way. So simply write a review, leave your Instagram handle and I will reach out and get your mailing address and get that in your hands. And I hope you leave today's episode knowing that you're not dying, you're just waking up. Elizabeth April, I am so happy we manifested this timeline connecting here. And I have loved all of your content, both on your YouTube, Instagram, and your book, which the title is just epic. It's you're not dying, you're just waking up. And I literally felt like I was dying. So let's kick things off and tell everybody, what is this book that you've written and how it can serve them during these wild times of awakening? The book is basically 
a really comprehensive but also easily digestible overview of the awakening. So how does the awakening affect us and what are the steps and stages that we're going to go through that everyone goes through um, when ascending, when awakening in a spiritual and quantum way. So it kind of starts off with autopilot programming, being unhappy, anxiety, depression, and just kind of feeling really stuck. And then it moves into different modalities. It moves into soul mission. It moves into the different species of interdimensionals. Um, you know, it moves into the exploring of the world. And then it kind of ends with, you know, a little bit of quantum physics, a little bit of simultaneous time, a little bit of, you know, why are humans important? Why are we special? What are we doing here? Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a really great overview for anyone who is just starting to wake up. And it's uh, a really great reminder for anyone who's kind of been in it for a while and a validator of, oh, yeah, that's why 2018 was absolute mayhem for me, because I was collapsing my entire identity and reality and shifting into a new one. And I feel like that's what 2020 has been to, to so many people, you know, who have never really even thought about spirituality and consciousness and interdimensional. 2020 just really blew the lid off of, uh, you know, that can of worms for a lot of people because they were forced to exit out of the matrix or at least shut down their old identities and make different and new choices. Yes. So you mentioned the matrix is the break the matrix podcast. And I'm going to go back to your book and collapsing and all the things because it's so important. But what is your perception and your definition of the matrix? Essentially, I would say that the matrix is a container of reality, and we're all kind of existing and living in this container. Now, there's a matrix everywhere. There's a matrix of the universe. There's a matrix on different planets. So it's not necessarily confined just to planet Earth. Um, the matrix is a collective projection of what we have been conditioned to think reality is. All right. So if you and I got together and we wanted to manifest something because we're getting together as a collective and projecting the same sort of intention, that's what's going to be manifested. Now, when 8 billion people do this, that's what's manifested. What's happening right now is that through the process of questioning this reality, questioning this matrix, saying, is this really all that there is? Is it really just a nine to five making money, popping out babies? And like, that's it. Like, is this really all that there is to this reality? And when we start to question that, we start to actually get the answer of no, there is so much more to this. And then we start to shift the matrix. Then we start to shift this reality and we start to lift that veil um, and step out of the matrix, step out of this container in so many ways. It really truly is thinking outside of the box. So that's kind of my interpretation of the matrix. And so perception is reality and we are all existing in our own realities. And when you're questioning, it can be easy to go down all the rabbit holes and pull yourself out of the physical world that we live in. And without the grounded nature, that's where I think sometimes I'm just going to say the words like suicidal thoughts or uh, disassociating to the, the human self can come into our, our being. And so while it's fascinating to explore these other elements of reality, we, I think, grounding ourselves in the here and now, which sometimes feels like less exciting than, you know, the, the Galactic Federation, <laughs> which is why I love tuning into your stuff. I'm like, used to be reality TV and the housewives. And now I'm like, what's going on in the GFL? So <laughs> I would love to hear advice for those questioning, kind of going down some of these um, 
new pathways of true reality. Like there, it's not all conspiracy theories. There are, are so many other layers of reality that we have not been presented in mass here on earth. What's your advice on exploring these new realities, these new layers, but also staying grounded in the here and now? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I was awakening, um, I went through a huge, like I went through basically four entire years of uh, the conspiracies, the agendas, the shape-shifting reptilians who are in charge of the planet. And that wasn't my, you know, research of reading someone else's material. That was my astral traveling, remote viewing, channeling, tuning in, telepathic conversations. I mean, I saw it firsthand what was really, truly going on. And, uh, and so, and I was also in university studying global political economy. So I was also like really kind of in the knowledge base of the UN and, and just kind of different inter, you know, um, non-government organizations and, and that kind of stuff. So I was rah, 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 leading the charge on the corruption and all of this. And, and it was so clear like in my vision that that was all that it was right it was like I was waking up it was like there's something more than this oh my goodness it's all the corruption that's what's more than this and that really kind of uh, confined me for quite some time for those four years to just looking at one angle and I call that the fourth dimension frequency it's kind of like you're not necessarily in the autopilot programming you're not in the matrix in that sense you're a step outside of the matrix and you're seeing a lot more, but you're still not seeing the full picture. What's really beautiful is I now witness people who go through that period and they're usually the loudest on social media as well. And I think what's really comical is, is a lot of those people who are going through that phase are uh, saying that I'm some Illuminati puppet and whatever. And I think it's just funny because I'm like, I, I can't even blame you for that because I thought everyone who was in the spotlight was also that back in the day, you know, when I was in that phase. So um but they're moving through it way faster than I did because I think yeah. the vibration around the planet Earth is just faster in general. Um, so that's really positive. But just to your point, I mean, I recommend deep diving into all of the modalities um, because, you know, if someone's like, oh, I just channeled a spirit. I just channeled, a, you know, an alien. Oh, now I'm an alien channeler. Now I'm a medium. Now I, you know, I work with precognition or I work with the tarot cards, which is all really great. But don't get yourself stuck into one modality because there's so much to explore. Like we're stepping into a quantum existence, which means everything existing simultaneously and when you start to do that, you leave all of the doors open for you. When you're like, this is who I am now because I identify with one species. It's like, all right, cool. You're limiting yourself, right? So it's not about limiting anymore. It's about exploring all of the things almost at a, an arm's distance, um, taking on what resonates with you, leaving what doesn't resonate with you, really ultimately always listening to yourself first. And I really do recommend people um, getting the information from within. You know what I mean? I truly believe that we're all psychic. We're all telepathic. We're all precognitive. We're all, all the clairs, you know, really everything that I can do, I believe everyone can do. And we have to start listening to ourselves because the more we listen to other people, um, the more we taint the information that we need with someone else's perception. And if we can go right to the source to receive that information, why not just do that instead? Um, so that's really, really important. Um, but yeah, it's 
deep diving in, but then also removing yourself, putting yourself back into your body and grounding yourself into the 3D world. One more thing I want to mention about kind of the 3D, 4D, 5D aspects is 4D, like I mentioned, kind of this weird liminal in-between, a lot of agenda, conspiracy, darkness in that in-between. And I actually discovered just in the past couple of years that by grounding yourself into 3D, it's actually a level of protection. No one would ever really think that way. But when you start to ascend and you raise your vibration, you have to go through the 4D to get to the 5D. And that's where a lot of like intrusive thoughts, OCD tendencies, psychic attacks, uh, nightmares, all kind of exist in that 4D. Anytime you feel, especially now, so many starseeds are getting attacked, like it's really, you know, really sad to witness, but also I understand that they have to go through that experience. When you feel like you're getting attacked or you feel very overwhelmed in that 4D frequency, bring yourself back into your body, do some meditation with your water, um, pray with your food, take a walk in the woods, ground yourself with some essential oils, but being in 3D is like, Sometimes it's a bit of a reprieve. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm just sitting as a human being in my living room. All of that exists and I can tap into that at any time. But here I am now, you know, and uh, and it's it's really cool to kind of just be aware of that as a protection mechanism from those other realms as well. Um, If you do feel very overwhelmed because if we don't know how to navigate, especially if we don't know how to discern between light and dark, that can be a very overwhelming experience to have when you open up to all of the possibilities. Once again, making sure that you can come back into your body, ground into this reality, eat some hearty food, and uh, really love your human. Yeah, I've been eating all the food, the grounding food, <laughs> but yeah. like all the food. I know you love yeah. food too. And I'm like, food. <laughs> this is like my grounding mechanism, just not just releasing all the programming around the fact that you can't ground with like a nice hearty meal. Like it is yeah. so essential during these times, like food and nature have been like my go-to. So I love that advice. And so I want to talk about this spiritual awakening process, it can be dark, it can be depressing. And we've talked about it here. Go back to Katie Calder's episode navigating the void because we talk about this um, reality shift can be really dark and you can feel sometimes as though you cannot exist. However, those of us that are awakening are needed here. I believe our souls chose to be here to help lead in the new earth, but that sometimes can feel like too overwhelming. I would love to hear any helpful words that may help um, move people out of that darkness into the light, even though I know it's a process. Um, but what what do you have to say in regards to the darkness when it comes to awakening and feeling as though you cannot exist here anymore? Yeah, totally. That's a huge, huge kind of step that we all have to go through um, when ascending, when moving into a higher frequency is experiencing that darkness, feeling the overwhelm. And I think that just when I look back at my own story and awakening, that overwhelm almost feels like I'm the only one who thinks this way. I'm the only one. I'm up against the the entire world. And 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 I got to hold it down for the entire world. So there's this feeling of kind of like this utter drowning in responsibility. Um luckily now, you know, especially through me kind of being very vulnerable about my own experiences and and writing this book, there's all these other people who are like, "Oh my god, I feel the same way." So community is a huge aspect of 
uh, really aligning to a higher vibration. And even if you're having a terrible day, even if you're, you feel stuck in 3D, even if you feel like whatever you do, you know, it's not going to make a difference. You've got hundreds of thousands of other people out there who feel the exact same way. And that kind of makes us feel like we're not alone in this because that's kind of that daunting feeling of I'm alone because my family, my friends, they're all stuck in that old paradigm. And I'm, and I'm so far removed from that, that I feel alone. So even though these people are all over the world, um, community is a huge aspect of, of feeling like you're a part of something much bigger and feeling like you're not alone in this struggle uh, to navigate. So that's the one biggest thing that I would recommend is just really joining, connecting with the community. And then the other thing, you know, I do want to just kind of make a statement about the darkness is the darkness is so important to experience here on this plane of existence because it teaches us so much uh, I remember asking source. So like the universe, you know, God, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it was many, many years ago. And I had this incredible conversation with source. And I said, uh, I said, why is there so much suffering on planet earth? Like we forget all our memories. We have no idea who we are. We, we forget that we're connected to this beautiful, infinite amount of unconditional love. You know, why is that? Like, why can't we just have all the knowledge? Why can't we just have full connection? And uh, and Source said to me, uh, Elizabeth, imagine if you had everything that your physical, material, 3D world could give you. You had all the cars, you had all the money, you had even like all family drama was was gone and, and you had infinite connection to people and all the love and you had everything. Source was like, how long would it take you to get bored? I'm like, ooh, pretty quickly, pretty quickly, right? It's great, it's great, but it's there's no challenge. And without challenge, there's no growth. And without growth, there's no movement. And without movement, what are you doing? You you will literally pop out of existence if there's nothing pushing you, moving you forward. Why exist at all uh, in a in a linear capacity? So we're here to experience the darkness. We're here to experience the challenge and to gain access to that knowledge and information. And at a certain point in time, because I've experienced a lot of darkness, a lot of psychic attack, a lot of, you know, sexual abuse and just other things in my life in this lifetime and many others. And at a certain point in time, you get to a point where it's like, all right, come at me because I've gone through it. I've experienced, there's no more fear because there's no more unknown, but not, not saying that I'm like, you know, ultimately experienced everything, but but there's not any fear or apprehension with the darkness, with the unknown, even with death. You get to a point where you're existing without any attachment, any expectation, any limitation, and you're really just open to the experience. And so when you get to that point, and like you mentioned, it is a journey, um, there's something else that happens as well. And this is the other tool that I like to teach people that will transmute uh, we'll transmute you from a low vibration to a higher vibration. And the word that comes through is gratitude, right? As long as we can hold a certain amount of gratitude for even just the smallest things in our life, um, we instantly shift our vibration to a higher frequency. Like, Say, for example, a lot of people struggle with this. It's like, I hate my job. You know, it doesn't serve me. I feel like I'm not giving back to the world. My boss is really negative and I have to go in there every day because I'm obligated, right? To make money, to provide for my family and what have you. And, and, and to understand that that's just a stepping stone is important. 
But I always ask people who are struggling with um, the negativity around one foundation or many foundations is, what is one thing about your job that you can really appreciate? And, you know, the one thing that I always say about, you know, being in a job that doesn't serve you is it pays the bills, you know what I mean? And having gratitude that you actually have some form of paying the bills and you have that support because a lot of people out there don't have that. Um, Even the fact that, you know, a lot of people in this community are like, I don't drink tap water because of the fluoride and we're being poisoned by the government. And I get that too. Like I get all the agendas and the conspiracy, but also you have water that you can pour from your tap that you can drink clean water. And we don't realize that the majority of the planet out there do not have that ability. Not to mention, I mean, walking five miles to get a bucket of water that you have to haul back and then you have to to clean it and boil it just to, to give your family water. You know, like we have to put things into perspective, especially, you know, um, in, in the Western world, that we are extremely privileged and there is so much to be grateful for every single day. And, uh, and we need to bring it back down to the basics of gratitude and where you're at in your life rather than getting caught up in the rat race of the material world and what's next for you and what you don't have, because we have so much. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And so I want to shift into identity, which I know is what's causing a lot of these tough emotions right now. The people are moving through these ego deaths, these loss of identities. Maybe um, it was forced upon you. Maybe it's something you chose. Maybe it's a job, a relationship. And you talk a lot about the quantum identity is detaching from those labels that we place upon us. And I loved you a month ago, you recorded something about kind of just like becoming nothing and nobody and almost like desireless. And then when you reconnect to like the nothingness, you realize that you're everything, right? You're power. You are one with the universe. You are powerful, but the ego steps in. It's like, you should be doing something and you're someone and be someone and do something. And you're here for a reason. And some of that is like the soul contract. I think like we are here to do and have certain experiences. Yes. But this, I love what you talk about detaching from identities. And then I want to shift into like the reality of making that happen. So first, I would love to just hear your breakdown of the quantum identity of allowing yourself to do all the things and feel all the things. And I really think that's what we're stepping into. And it's so much more empowering. But first, I think you got to go through some shit to like release the identities. So let's talk about quantum identities and releasing yourself from some of those labels that may be limiting you in this human body. Yeah, for sure. So like my own personal struggle with this has been pretty much my whole life, but especially like getting into entrepreneurship, you know, thinking, well, I'm not just a life coach. I'm not just a psychic. I'm not just a medium. I'm not just a public speaker. I'm not just the alien chick. I'm not just a motorcycle rider. I'm not just a lesbian or whatever, you know, whatever the, le- the, the labels are, not just all of these things, but I'm also all of the things simultaneously. So Moving forward, what's really fascinating is we're getting into this quantum fluid understanding of who we are, which is I am everything and I am nothing. And we've all heard that before, but it's very difficult to kind of really uh, ingrain into our existence of like, well, what does that really mean to me? And so uh, the first step is just to be aware of the things that you identify with. And I would say that the number one, probably the number one hardest identity to let go of is parenting. Uh, I'm a father. I'm a mother. So difficult because 
you have a being, a human being, and you know this, who is looking at you and their entire understanding of you is that one identity. And there's this fear of, if I let go of the identity of being a mother, then I'm going to be an awful mother, you know? And that's not the case at all, because with the identifier as a mother, the problem with identities in general is the expectation and attachment to it. For example, like, you know, if a friend of mine's like, you're my best friend, I instantly feel a tightness in my chest because I'm like, mm-hmm. that comes with a lot of expectation. That comes with a lot of attachment. And I don't want to um, feel anxious to align to your expectations of what I'm going to do or who I'm going to be or how often I'm going to see you based on your attachment to the identity that you're placing on me. I don't want that. Right. So especially when you get out into the public and you're like, I'm a psychic, then everyone looks at you and like, well, my attachment to the expectation of who you're going to be is this thing. So I've had a very difficult time trying to label myself um, and explain myself to other people. Like when I meet a stranger on the street and they're like, well, what do you do for a living? I'm like, okay, who am I talking to? What am I going to say? I'm a YouTuber. Right. I mean, like I literally say something different every single time I talk to someone new, um, depending on the vibrational frequency that I'm interacting with. And that's who we can be. So let go of all of your identifiers. So step number one is just understand what you identify with. I would say the second greatest identifier for pretty much like everyone out there is your job right? That's a huge identifier. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm a garbage man. I'm a house cleaner. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an associate or whatever. Um, But that's a huge identifier. Recognizing the identities and then unpacking and unraveling them. What does it mean when I say that I am a Uh, a lawyer? What does it mean when I say that I am a gardener? What does that mean to me? And how does that identifier, how does that label tie into who I am or who I become in that position, right? So the first step is just awareness of the identities. The second step is the awareness of who you become when you step into that role. And what I want to mention here is it is 100% when we bring it down to like the realness of this reality, it is 100% okay to have different roles that you play. It's not wrong. I mean, you don't have to reject the label of being a mom when your kid really needs you to step up and be a mom. Like it's totally fine. As long as you are aware of the identifier and you are aware of the attachment, the limitation, the pulls, the expectations that that identity has, And you can choose consciously uh, when to step into that role, when to step out of that role, and how to navigate through those expectations, then you're free. The whole understanding of the quantum identity is to be free, right? And so the lack of freedom is having other people put identities on us and having us put identities on ourselves, and then trying every moment of the day to meet those expectations. And that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of work to meet all of those expectations for all of your identifiers. As long Mm -hmm. as you're like, I'm not attached to any of these identities, but I can play the game and hop into the identities when I need to, that is full freedom because you have conscious control of who you want to be from moment to moment. And um, and that's ultimately where we want to go. So I always say that it's okay to play the game. And what I mean by it's okay to play the game is it's okay to be in the matrix and play the game of the matrix, right? It's okay to go out and say, well, tonight, uh, you know, with my 
father-in-law, I'm going to be my wife's hot wife. That's the identifier that he sees me. As. <laughs> that's, literally, that's literally, um, that's, I'm going to play the game. I'm going to like drink some wine and play the game and do the things. And that's okay. And as long as you're having fun with it and you're totally aware mm-hmm. of it rather than, Oh my God, I got to go out with my father-in-law and I have to be this thing that he wants me to be, but I don't want to be that thing. It's like, then there's all this anxiety play the game. You know, so many people are like, I don't want to be who you want me to be. So I'm going to stand up and speak for my rights. And that's okay too. But once again, that is a lot of energy that you're putting into fighting something that not that you don't have to fight, but there is a really happy medium. And all I say is as long as you have full conscious awareness, you have full conscious control of who you want to be from moment to moment. And if you don't want to play the game and you don't want to be that person, then don't be that person. But you don't have to scream it from the rooftops that you're not that person either. Right. So, yeah. uh, so it's, it's really is a balance, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can have that beautiful middle ground um, as long as you're consciously aware you're consciously free. Yes. So what I'm hearing, which makes perfect sense, is that it's like you can be all the things, just don't become attached to any which label energetically where it feels like a pull. Like if you're attached to a label because it excites you, go for it. Play the game, be the boss, be the mom, be the whatever. But it's the attachment where we feel confined or constriction or this pressure to like rise up to this label that society has given us or we have taken on. So it's the attachment. So infinite identities and infinite everything can be either exciting or overwhelming. So what is your method for tuning into the opportunity, the possibility, the uh, money, the the thing without attaching to it? Because again, the attachment piece in general of manifestation, they always say surrender it, but, but mm-hmm. attachment is a real thing because attachment creates suffering. And so what is your experience in life reaching for that next level, that new opportunity without becoming attached to it. So, okay. So I do have a method of manifestation. It's, it's all about getting to the, the highest intention. So say, for example, like I also say, like, it's not an awful thing to want material things. Like it's, that's not a, we can't demonize or persecute people who are like, I want a better job or like, I want a new car. Like, that's not wrong. Like we deserve to be abundant. Like we deserve to thrive in this reality, not to be spiritual martyrs, to be honest. You know, we've been there, done that. I'm over it. You know, Um, it's about that balance of both worlds. So say, for example, you're someone and what you want is a new car, right? You want a new car. um, You know, maybe you don't have a car, maybe, and it doesn't have to be new, but just like, you know, a new car, you know, whatever, used car, whatever. But um, you want a car in your life. And uh, that's great. But think about if that person wants a new car, the assumption, the attachment, the expectation is, well, in order to get a new car, I need money. And I don't deserve money. This is like the programming. I don't deserve money because my dad, you know, was always suffering with money in childhood. And because I observed that, you know, I never got what I wanted. And therefore, in adulthood, you know, I never get what I want. And it's a program that's running. So I have a bit of a hack to override that programming. Um, now, essentially what we want to do is we want to take the time to understand the programming, to unpack the programming and to understand, oh, I don't need any of those labels, associations or like limitations or layers to the things that I want, like money. But if we all just imagine a hundred dollar bill in our mind right now, there is going to be 
uh, layer after layer, thought after thought of like, you don't deserve that. That's too much. Like you're never going to have that, blah, blah, blah. All the programming comes up. So in order to hack that or really bypass those layers, like I said, ultimately we want to just unpack those and then we never have to hack it again. But in order to kind of move through it, you want to be asking yourself deeper questions. Why do I want that car? Well, I want the car because ultimately I want to be able to go to the places that I want to go without having to worry if my car is going to break down and then it's a money pit or I don't want to have to take the bus and like be around other people or I just want to be able to go where I want to go. So what does that mean then? You know, question it further. If you want to go where you want to go and you want to go there, what is what are you really asking for? You're not asking for a car. You're asking for freedom get to the root cause of what you're asking for. So say, for example, you're like, I want a job and I want a job specifically in this sector, specifically in this role, specifically for this amount of money. Okay, great. It's great to know what you want, but also um, you're actually limiting yourself from all of the other jobs, from all of the other possibilities to get to where you want. So why do you want that job specifically? Oh, well, I want that job specifically because I get to work from home I get a flexible schedule and I get to make good money. Fantastic. What are you asking for? I'm asking for freedom. I'm asking for extra time. I'm asking for fluidity. Fantastic. So those are your intentions. That's what you want. What's beautiful about asking for the highest intention, like community or connection or abundance or freedom is you get to ask for abundance and you're getting abundance in all of the ways. You're getting abundance of friends. You're getting an abundance of time. You're getting abundance of financial security. You're getting an abundance of flexibility or whatever that highest intention is. Um, For about three years, I was asking for freedom. That's what I wanted. I wanted freedom. and, And that was my highest intention. And anything that came into my life that did not align to that highest intention, it was a very easy yes or no. Does this align to freedom? No, I don't feel free in this. I feel obligated. I feel confined. I feel limited. I feel pushed. I feel pressured. That's not free to me. So the answer is no, right? So when you have the highest intention, things will manifest and come into your life sometimes to test that intention. And of course, sometimes to align to that intention. But as long as you always bring it back to that one highest thing, it's very easy to make those decisions of does this align or not? Is this the car I want or not? Is this the job I want or not? And then you're not asking for a specific thing and you're bringing in all of the limitations and programming with that specific thing. You're always aligning to the highest thing and eventually it will all come together um, and you'll have the thing that you intended and then you can move on to the next highest intentional thing. So I really realized that right now in my life, I have the freedom that I've been asking for for three years in all of the ways. I have a beautiful team that does all of the work, the admin stuff that I don't want to do. I've got a wife that allows me the freedom to go where I please, to do what I want. I have the freedom, my time, my schedule, finances, all of it. And now I'm like, okay, well, what's my next highest intention? And my next highest intention is connection. I want connection. I want to connect to the right people. I want to connect people to each other. I want to connect to the world. And and through that connection, I want to help the world shift, right? So, So the highest intention is basically the manifestation hack to overcome any of the pre-programming that you have installed within you that you don't necessarily have the time right now to completely unpack. Yeah, it's really expanding the manifestation versus limiting. I want to talk about DNA upgrades, share a little bit about 
you know, what you offer in the book that has been, you know, downloaded around human DNA. And also, you know, I hear a lot about like DNA upgrades, DNA upgrades. What is all these activations that's happening in the human body, in the DNA? And then you can back it up to provide a little context for people who aren't familiar with how you talk about the splicing of our DNA with the aliens. If you're ready to get your mind blown, like I'll leave this for the middle. So if you're resonating with us. So I would love to share with people a little bit about the DNA and the activations that are taking place on this planet at this time. Yeah, totally. It's a huge topic. So I do I do touch upon it in my book. So I believe that all human beings are hybrid beings. Uh, what I mean by that is there was a missing link back in the day when we were going from Homo erectus to Homo sapiens. I truly believe that um, that missing link was interdimensional interference, you know, manipulation, whatever you want to call it. I believe it was divine, you know, intervention in a lot of ways. And um, I don't believe that just one species uh, mixed their DNA with us. I believe that upwards of 20 different species has mixed their DNA with us, uh, which can be a very scary thought, but also I think to a lot of star seeds, like it's kind of like never heard that before, but also it resonates with me, right? Makes it's sense. kind of yeah. what I've heard. Um, and so what does it mean to be a hybrid? Um, basically, it means that we have a ton of different abilities within us, both at a psychic, um, you know, metaphysical level, but also at a physical level. Like, I truly believe that uh, if you lose a limb, you can regrow it. Like, that's the extent that I believe that we have the physical capability of healing, of cellular regeneration, of anti-aging. Um, if you wanted to be taller, you could be taller. Like, I really, I mean, I could use a couple inches. Um, but I really do believe that we can control our physiology, our biology uh, in that way. And, and we haven't even really touched upon that. The closest we've come is the placebo effect, uh, which is it, just mind blowing if we get into it. And we're just not having enough conversations in the scientific community about this thing that could literally cure everyone because uh, it really <laughs> comes down to your belief, right? So also at a, a physical level, I mean, scientifically, they say the community says scientific community says that we really only express, you know, eight to 10 percent of our of our DNA, um, which means that only eight percent of our DNA is actually active. Uh, and then they call the other 90 percent dormant DNA, junk DNA. Right. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, OK, cool. So we just don't need 90 percent of our DNA. And we <laughs> haven't studied it because it's just junk. So don't worry about that stuff over there. I believe that a portion of that if not all of it, you know, is interdimensional DNA. Um, and once again, we haven't studied it because that research has been shut down for a reason um, because, you know, the powers that be don't want us to step into that sort of ability. Um, and that's just at a physical level. Now at a vibrational level, I also believe that a lot of our DNA um, is etheric. So we would call it etheric DNA. Um, and it's just, it's kind of like our light body holds different vibrational frequencies. So kind of, if you think about like a meter, once you hit a certain vibrational frequency on your ascension path, um, different, uh, capabilities start to pop out in you, right? All of a sudden your ear chakras start opening up and you start to become more clairaudient, um, or your third eye chakra starts to open up and you start to see things more often or have vivid dreams or lucid dreams or what have you, or sense emotions and energies from other people, you know, so things just become a lot more apparent um, as we kind of move through these uh, vibrational steps. 
And naturally, DNA will unlock as we raise our vibration. We step into more of that gratitude. We let go of the conspiracy and the agendas and the limitations and the identifiers. And we start to look at the, the bigger picture as a whole. Um, so the DNA unlocking, both at a physical and non-physical level, it actually happens naturally. You can ask for DNA unlocks, um, but just kind of like you mentioned, just let it happen and just uh, you know be very aware of the changes that are happening at a physical and non-physical level and just roll with it. Sometimes when we ask for DNA upgrades and we actually ask for them too soon, it could result in some scary experiences like being bedridden for two days or going through a minor psychosis experience or what have you, um, just because we're kind of pushing to want that before, we, before we're contracted to. And something about contracts is you create your own contracts, but you also have the free will to change your contracts in the present moment at any time. Um, and for me, I always fought against my contracts because I thought that they were written by someone else, uh, only to realize I wrote my own contracts, why fight against them, and I trust my higher contracts because they were written by my soul rather than my own ego wants, desires, and my human, you know, thinking of what I, I should have. Yes, and so, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at with, um, as far as like DNA and ascension symptoms. Ascension symptoms have been going on for quite a few years now. They're definitely ramping up right now. Um, a lot of people experiencing headaches, temperature changes, um, crazy nightmares or weird dreams, um, aches and pains in the body is huge. Also like dietary changes, just being drawn to different foods. It's important to listen to your body and not really limit yourself to say, well, I am this, therefore I can only do this. Like why put conditions? Why put rules on yourself as a human being? No one else is doing that other than you. Like even gender norms, it's like, I'm a female, so I cook and clean. It's like, well, screw it. Like do what you want to do. You don't have to actually conform. Just do what you love to do. And the people around you will fit into what you don't want it to, you know, and, and you can create your reality that way in a very free way. Um, so yeah, so things are changing. Things are happening rapidly. I can't even imagine what the doctors and the nurses and the hospitals are doing right now. I mean, of course we're in the middle of this crazy time, but also, like so many people who are unaware are going through ascension symptoms and they're like, Oh my God, my spleen is rupturing. You do all the tests, you spend all the money. You're like, no, you're good. And it's like the amount of people that I've heard that like, Oh my God, I thought I broke, broke my back. And like, I didn't and nothing, they couldn't find anything, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. is, is it's comical, but I, I understand how scary it can be in the moment. You're like going through it. You're like, I'm dying. and <laughs> No one seems to care, but there you go. There's the, the title totally. of my book again, right? You're not dying. Yeah. You're just waking up, you know, and, and when that, you yeah. that you laugh at it. Like I have a confession right now, like nothing crazy, but I was listening to somebody talk about, you know, we were talking about identities and there was another podcast I was listening to. And, you know, she was crying about being made fun of. And I was like, just started laughing. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm laughing. It's like, because I was witnessing the hilarity of the matrix that we come here to have these, like what we perceive as these like horrible experiences. 
we're still carrying them around as adults. And I'm just like laughing at it. You kind of have to, like when you get to that point, you just witness it. You pull yourself out of it. And it's like, I can have empathy. Yeah, I can turn that on in an instant because I have that too. But in that moment, I was like just laughing and I'm like, oh my God, I've turned into a psychopath. Um, (laughs) But no, it's, I want to talk about this, you know, just detaching from the reality in a healthy way, like witnessing it. For a long time, like there was a two year period where I decided this was like when I first started like reawakening at 18. I was like, you know what? The only issue in my life is my ego. That is all my suffering. That is all my pain. And what is the ego? It's emotion. So screw the ego, screw the human, screw the emotion. I am removing myself from all of that. And so I worked for two years on being objective about everything. And I literally became a robot. Like I was, I was like killing it in university. I was like acing all my exams, but yet I was failing on my relationships. I was failing on my friendships. Like I just couldn't really make a connection. Didn't care to make a connection because it felt like it wasn't, it's like, why waste the time and energy? You know, it's just, I was really robotic. And so in the past, however many years, six, seven years, I've realized, especially being with a woman in a relationship, it's like, oh, you really start to realize the importance of emotional connection um, at a healthy level, you know? So now I'm back into how do we experience emotion and empathy in a healthy way without allowing it to smother us because it's so easy to allow emotion to smother us. And, uh, and it really is um, allowing yourself to go through it, allowing yourself to feel it, but also allowing yourself to be objectively aware of it as well. Like, for example, if you had a pain in your knee, right, especially these ascension symptoms, like sharp pain in your knee, you're feeling it, you're feeling it, you're in it, you're like, ow, 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 it hurts so bad. All of a sudden, you can switch your perception in that moment and say, um, let me take a step back from this sensation. And you take a step back, and all of a sudden, it doesn't become a painful sensation, but maybe it becomes a ticklish, ticklish sensation. Maybe it becomes a, a numbing sensation. Maybe all of a sudden, the sensation goes away completely, right? And this is what we can do with emotion. So emotion is incredible because I do believe it's one of human beings' superpower. And when harnessing it in an appropriate way, we can do so much with that empathic connection, Um But once again, allowing it to control our lives, we're now all of a sudden, you know, um, victims to it in a sense. So taking a step back when we are feeling emotion, when we are feeling that sadness and observing the sadness, observing the experience of the sadness, and then even transmuting it to more of a knowledge base rather than the experience of it, which is why am I feeling this way? Why do I think that this one thing is really sad? What lesson am I learning from this? And we, when we actually start to look at our life and our experiences from both knowledge and the experience, um, subjective and objective, you know, emotional and non-emotional, we get to kind of experience the, the full breath of life in a sense. Um, and we get to really harness all aspects of this reality, not just the experiential and not just the knowledge, not just the divine feminine and not just the divine masculine, but both of them simultaneously. Yeah. Thank you for that. And um, the last question is a little bit of a deep one. And if you don't want to go here, we don't have to. I would love to talk about religion for a second. Would you be open yeah. to that? Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Because you don't talk too much about it, but... I'm like, where do I even start with this? But like the first thing that comes to mind is like, 
the Bible doesn't mention aliens. So like right then and there, like I believe aliens is part of the reality that we exist in. It's like such a limited, you know, piece of like this huge puzzle. So I would love to hear your connection to source and how you see all kind of tying into religion and how people can kind of, I don't know, deprogram or open up to something outside of maybe just what religion has told us. I, I used to, for such a long time, have such an adverse reaction to the word God, like so, like a, such a negative reaction because the amount of wars, the amount of death, the amount of suffering that has been done in the name of God is astronomical and it disgusts me. Yeah. And and so that's where the the fight and the resistance and the you know just the anger came from for many many years about people who use the word god and stuck in that paradigm nowadays i don't care you know it's just a label you know and i don't have any sort of negative reaction to that or those people um i think it's uh, a little bit comical uh when uh, people will comment on my videos saying aliens are demons and like, you know, praise God because you're burning in hell and like all of those things. And, and so I think that that's, it's just such an extreme view. Uh, so, you know, when I first started astral traveling and remote viewing, one of the first places I wanted to go, cause I can go to like military bases, like I can go wherever I want on this planet and then off this planet. And so I really wanted to go to the Vatican, like because I was raised Catholic myself, um, I really wanted to go check out what's going on in the Vatican, like what's really happening over there. And so I went to the Vatican vaults and there's all of these like old documentations like on papyrus paper and whatnot. They document UFOs. They document different extraterrestrial species that have been in contact with humanity. All of alien disclosure is in the Vatican. And when I saw that at like 19 years old, I'm like, what? Are you freaking serious? The one organization that is completely against aliens or other life, it has all the knowledge. Like, are you like, it just blew, blew me away. Now, the reason why I believe that they have been suppressing that information is the second that aliens are disclosed, we start to question, well, then who was Jesus? Well, then who is God? Well, then who are aliens? winged beings coming down from the sky like sorry doesn't that sound a little bit like aliens like you know what i mean was that not in you know misinterpreted so i think that the second that ufo disclosure comes out and i think that's a big part of the agenda is let's suppress you know cosmic disclosure so that we still have the grips on uh you know humanity on the ones who still believe because catholicism especially is one of the biggest most rampant you know all around the world and colonization and all of that stuff so um so i believe that that's why they've been suppressing it um and yeah i really feel like there's so many really beautiful like Catholic Christian people who are very spiritual, who do want to believe in a higher power, who just can't get over the hurdle of the Bible, basically. Um, I believe personally that, you know, God is just source frequency. We're all talking about the same thing. I on, obviously don't believe it's a man in the sky. Um, I do believe that Jesus was an interdimensional, well, really not even an interdimensional being, but an ascended master, a very high vibrational soul who chose to come down to the planet to teach us about unconditional love. I have remote viewed back to that time period because I was very curious. Was he even alive? Was it just a myth? 
yeah, there was a man, you know, and he was a real guy, but he was also this higher vibrational being. And his main purpose was to teach us unconditional love. And what happened? He got persecuted. And what happened after he got persecuted? Every single thing that he mentioned was twisted, you know, 200 years later when they wrote the Bible. You know, it's just, it's pretty wild when you take a look at it. Um, and so, yeah, so I believe that religion is really corrupt. I believe that I, I've seen for a couple of years now that something is going to happen, like something really dramatic is going to happen. I'm thinking it's going to happen with the Pope to basically bring down the ones who are so attached to that religion to really help expand their view and their mind about things. And even like the amount of like indoctrinated male, female roles, um, you know, and marriage and all of that. Uh, is pretty twisted and corrupt. And I think that, you know, all of these beautiful starseed children who are coming through, who are fluid in their gender, who are fluid in their beings, are also pushing the norm of uh, religious individuals, especially when you see these starseeds being born into heavily religious families. They are there to plant a seed. They're there to shift the perspective. They're there to kind of open up those doors for those people as well. We're getting away from um, polarity altogether. We're hopping into this quantum state. And those people who are attached to religion in the traditional sense are really going to be pushed with their beliefs. And that's where the ego death, that's where the identity collapse, that's where their own awakening and ascension is really going to come from. Mm, so perfect for what we talked about today, the quantum identity, because I feel like that is something that is limiting and just like people have, like, I just see like a visual of like one hand kind of holding on to like the 3D world because they're like, but God says, the Bible <laughs> says, and it's like, just let go and like yeah. trust. And what you talk about, what I talk about, it's all source energy. It's all love. You're not leaving the Bible to go fucking <laughs> so <Star-tours. laughs> And control people's bodies and whatever the fuck else God says. Sorry, offended somebody out there, but not (laughs) because it's so intertangled and intertwined. And so, thank you for going there. Tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, your book, anything else you care to share with the Break the Matrix family. Yeah, for sure. If you if the ones who are listening are really interested in interdimensionals, aliens, the disclosure, then I definitely suggest you check out my monthly Galactic Federation event where I astral travel up to the Galactic Federation mothership, get incredible insights and information from them about what's happening on planet Earth. So that's really powerful if you're interested in that stuff. Um Other than that, I highly recommend checking out my YouTube channel. Tons of free content there. Definitely like binge worthy for a couple of days. Check it out. Um, I've got my audio book and my actual physical book as well. That's a really incredible overview of every stage of the awakening, including soul mission, including different interdimensional species, including uh, quantum physics even. So check that out. And then we also have an incredible membership platform that we just launched. It's called the Cosmic Society. So that's That is where you can really get connected to like-minded individuals, tons of new content going out um, every single week. We've got Q&A videos where you can ask me questions um, and obviously live chats and forums and community and Oracle card readings and whatever it is. And that's for free too. So we've got a free membership level that you can check out, but it really is just Elizabeth April on Google and you'll find all of the things off there. 
you've been alongside me through my awakening journey from your YouTube channel, through your book, through everything. So thank you. Go check her out. And I so appreciate your investment of your energy here and now. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tiffany. And thank you for doing the work that you're doing as well. This episode is brought to you by Break the Matrix Agency, a product development agency that I founded. If you have a product idea you just can't stop thinking about, you can apply to work with me. So check us out at breakthematrixagency.com or check out the link in the show notes to apply. And I can't wait to hear from you and help you break out of the matrix with your next product idea.